Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey there, friends. I'm super excited to welcome you back to another episode of the Freelancer to CEO podcast. If this is your first episode, welcome. We are so glad you're here and you are picking a great day to tune in because I am bringing on the lovely Amber Holly, and we are going to be talking about the emotional side of your business, which sometimes can actually get neglected. We are very focused on the business tacticals and the next step and what's that next course that I have to take. But it's really important that we make sure that we are addressing the emotional side of our business and focusing on how we can address that, how we can tend to that. And Amber is going to give us some really great strategies on recognizing burnout and how to take care of your mindset and how to deal with shiny object syndrome. It's such a great conversation. I know you're just going to be laughing through this because you will hear me laughing through this entire episode with Amber. She is such a great time. She is so full of energy. We are two peas in a pod. So if you love me, then you're definitely going to love Amber. I cannot wait for you to hear this entire interview about handling the emotional side of your business. I know it's going to be really, really important for you and impactful for you. So let's go ahead and dive on in. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Hey there, Amber. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on today. Before we get into all of the stuff we're going to talk about today, I would love it if you just kind of gave our listeners a little backstory about who you are, if they're they're not familiar with you yet, um, who you are, what you do, and how you got started. Sure. So um, my name is Amber Holly. I am a therapist by trade and I'm an ENFP with ADHD. I like to say, you know, we like to throw out our, all the initials. Um, <laughs> the ENFP is the Myers-Briggs thing. <laughs> and uh, as a therapist, one of my specialties is working with ADHD. And of course I was like, well, let me turn that into something else. And I have a podcast that recently went through a rebrand. It's called the easily distracted entrepreneur, which those are my peeps. That is me. (laughs) I am, I feel the struggle. And, uh, yeah, so I have a business that helps support business owners who are easily distracted or needing kind of, you know, the support with the emotional side of business, as I like to say. Right. Isn't it funny too, how like our business can kind of like come from the things that we are 
currently, you know, struggling with or things that we find that we need help with. And it's like, oh, like I've kind of at least navigated this a little bit enough to be able to like help someone else who's going through this. I know it, it is interesting. You know, I remember when I first became a therapist, so I was a dot-commer before that. So it's like, I've come full circle. So now I'm back to business and marketing, but also with the therapist, you know, slant. But re- when I first became a therapist, I remember like all these seasoned therapists and they talk about, you know, you're going to go through periods where your specialties change or what you're interested in in changes. And, you know, you'll, it'll just kind of like ebb and flow and go into that. And I remember I was just starting. So I'm thinking, okay, but right now I'm just, you know, beginning business, whatever. And I'm like, oh, wow, here I am, you know, 14 years later, like, oh yeah, I guess so. (laughs) So yeah, once I, once I realized I had ADHD, I really kind of dove into that and that became a big piece of it. But reality is as business owners, I mean, there's so many things that we struggle with that are kind of universal to being an entrepreneur. And a lot of it has to do with that, you know, the emotional side, the mindset side, all of that. Right. So true. So, so true. And it's funny too, because I would have, I would have people who I was a former elementary teacher. So I started my business um, as a virtual assistant, just because I wanted more flexibility. I wanted to be at home with my kids. Um, And then I left my teaching job and I had everyone saying to me like, you went to school, you did all, you know, you did all the stuff, you had the job, like, why would you leave the teaching? Like you have this degree, what are you now, what are you going to use it for? And now like it has come full circle for me too. Cause I'm like, I, now I am teaching because of, you know, the new role that I've stepped into and how I've pivoted to, I'm like, it just looks different. It's not second graders in a classroom anymore. It's adults. They're all over the world. Um, and I get to use those skills that I have. So sometimes I always say to like, I wish I would have like, if I would have known where my life would have ended up, like, I wish I would have done this, but I think it all like the path was the right way. Cause I got the experience. I, uh, recognize what I wanted my life to look like. And now I'm able to use that in a way that makes sense for myself and for my family. A thousand percent. Plus, you know, I mean, we, I think we all have those moments like, Oh, I wish I had done this, that it would have like, if I had known, if I'd had that clarity, it would have just been so much easier. But I think it's that journey that allows us to ha- offer our unique perspective and attract the people who want to work with us. Right. Um, at least that's what I tell myself when I'm feeling like, <laughs> why, why did you not, why did you make that mistake or take so long to figure that out? You know? No, no, a thousand percent. Cause I will hear that. People will, will say that to me like, oh, I connected with you because like when I started my business, I was teaching, I was pregnant. I had like all the, all the things going on. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to start this business. We're going to try this out. And I will have people who are like, oh, I listened to your podcast and I'm pregnant right now too. And so if you can do it, I can do it. And I'm like, yes, we can. Yes, exactly. (laughs) See, so I'm not lying to myself. No, So, um, Amber, I know a lot of what you, you know, you talk about, um, you you mentioned it too, focusing on the emotional side of business. We, a lot of times we get those like tacticals on here's the next step that you have to take and here's how to reach that next thing um, and how to get get towards your goal. But oftentimes we don't realize that there is that emotional side of business that, and I think it's huge. I think like the tacticals are like 20% of your, you know, the success of your business and 80% is your mindset and how you approach different situations. So can you talk to us a little bit about what you see in people that you're working with and how, how they can manage that emotional side and just even managing like the mindset piece of it. 
Yeah. And I, I would agree with you. I think it's one of those things, the longer you've been in business, you realize how much more of it is around like the, the beliefs that you hold, the way you're approaching something, the mindset that you have and the emotional stuff you're going through. Right. And I, I think we don't always see that we see the strategy, we see the, the, you know, the workflows, which I'm, I'm a believer of both. So like, I'm, it's that Virgo, a little OCD side of me. That's like, Ooh, I love it all to be organized and have like a plan and be really, you know, type a ish. And yet at the same time, what I see holding people back from, you know, either just really enjoying their business or reaching levels where it feels like I have this sustainable income is that mindset piece that keeps them from doing things. And we all have it, right? Like I have it too. It's that thing, like they say, new level, old devil. And so like, every time you reach a new level, you're kind of, you kind of grapple with some of the old same stuff, but it looks a little bit different, but yeah, I see a lot of that. And it's, you know, whether it's burnout, because obviously that's a huge piece in this whole, like the emotional side of business, but I see it in like shiny object syndrome. I see it in, um, you know, just that feeling of like, I don't know where to start. I'm so overwhelmed because life, you know, life happens. <laughs> like, this is the thing that I've noticed is at first you feel like, okay, I'm getting it. All right. Now I'm focused and I'm pumped up and I'm ready to go. And then all of a sudden something happens and sometimes it's in your business. And then often it's like other stuff. It's like, relationships or you have a loss or you have a breakup or you have a new child that's born. And that's just, you know, I mean, it can be good stuff too. Right. But it's a huge adjustment or somebody gets really sick or, you know, there's just so many things that happen. And I'm sure we've all had that feeling of like, you kind of look back on the last quarter the last year and you're like, what, why didn't I finish that thing or do that thing or achieve that? And it's like, oh yeah, I was sick for like a month, you know, like all these random things happen. So I think the emotional side and managing that and, and making sure you're taking care of yourself to stay on top of your business and make it sustainable is a huge piece. Yeah. And I, I talk about this a lot within my community and I'm like, I don't know if this is going to make you feel any better, but like the things that you're feeling, the things you're going with, like it's going to happen no matter, like, it's not like one, once you feel like you're, Oh, I'm going to arrive at this place and I'm no longer going to feel this. I'm like, I've been doing this for, you know, two and a half going on three years. Like I still struggle with this. So I don't know if that makes you feel any better, but at the same time, like I just have, I've learned ways to kind of work through it to kind of navigate it. Whereas before, like when it first started happening, it felt very, very debilitating to me. And like, how am I going to like move past this? How am I going to reach this next thing? How am I going to overcome this? And now I, like I do experience those things, but as you go along the way, and and I know that's what we're going to get into today, like you find tools that you can put in your tool belt to like help you navigate those things so that it doesn't become a, a thing that keeps you stuck or holds you back. So but yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if this is making you feel any better, but it happens <laughs> no matter where you're at in the journey. It depends on their mood, right? Like sometimes right. that's like, oh God, don't tell me that. And sometimes it's reassuring and it's normalizing that sometimes it is nice to hear that when you hear 
people who've quote unquote made it, or you, you, you look at them as successful or you admire them and you hear like, they still deal with that stuff. It's like, okay, there's nothing wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you're like, no, I don't want to keep doing this. <laughs> right. It does. It does get a little bit lighter. It, 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 in the beginning, it did feel very, very happy. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not as, it's not as hard as it is in the very beginning when you're just starting <laughs> yes. to feel it. Cause anytime something's new, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be sticky. So you're going to have, you have to kind of have to work through it or you're not going to be able to come out on the other side. Right. I, I often say like the recovery time shortens. So like, you know, when in the beginning you might have those fantasies of like, I'm just going to go work for someone else or this or that. And you might really entertain them for a little bit. But I think as you go on, then you might have those moments where you like have that thought. And then an hour later, you're like, no way, <laughs> you know, like I'm never doing that. You know, it's those kinds of things where like the, the, the length of time you stay in that space, I think shortens as well. Um, and then, you know, hopefully as you scale your business, you have more resources so that you don't just have to sit in it alone. Right. right. I, I remember that. I, I actually did a podcast episode on this when I was like, it was like a real time episode on like I had I had a client, it was a huge client, she broke up with me. And I was like feeling all the feelings. And I, in the podcast episode, I was talking about how I like told myself, you got 24 hours feel this because like, there's no sense in just like pushing it aside and pretending it didn't happen. Like that's going to make it 10 times worse. Give yourself 24 hours, cry it out, feel what you got to feel, then get mad. And then after the 24 hours, like, let's move on. And now, like, I, I, so I call this like the 24 hour rule, like dealing with things. And now, like, at, when those things happen, it's like, I don't need 24 hours. Like, I just, like you said, like, it just shortens. Like, now it's like, I can deal with it, manage it easily, easier, I guess, not <laughs> easily. Yeah, those absolutely. things still, those things still sting anytime that you come across an obstacle in your business, it's still going to hurt. Um, but just being able, like you said, being able to, to manage it too. I love that. Well, I love the time limit. That's actually a strategy we use in therapy and <laughs> I use all the time with people because sometimes, and i I do that. Like sometimes I can stay stuck and like, uh, as we say, perseverate, we go over and over and over. And so I'm like, okay, you have, sometimes it's five, depending on what it is, like five minutes, sometimes it's an hour, but yeah, something like that, like a day, I need a day to wallow, especially when it's a big one. Right. And then it's like, okay, now I'm moving on. <laughs> Maybe I got it from my husband because he's a, he's a counselor. So maybe okay. smart. <laughs> well, Hey, know. get your tools where you can. That's the right. whole point. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So um, let's shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about burnout, which is something that I see often um, with my uh, students in my community, just in the community in general and feeling like they have to constantly go, go, go and keep adding new things into their business. They see the new platforms, the new shiny objects, and they're like, I've got to have it. And then they get to a place where they're burnt out. They're not happy with where their business is. So what are some of those signs that you see um, in burnout that can kind of be like, okay, we might need to, to take a step back or readjust some things? Yeah. And like you're saying, I think it's super prevalent. Uh, I think I can't imagine there. I'm sure there's some unicorn out there that has not has built a business and didn't experience a period of burnout. I don't know. I haven't met them yet, but I'm sure there's somebody out there. Um, but it's, it's one of those things because again, so much of being an entrepreneur, it's like you're bootstrapping and learning as you go and figuring it out. And these aren't like skill sets that we teach in school. Right. So we do the best we can and we think, okay, you know, and especially if you are like a certain generation, there's like this mentality of like, 
the work ethic and go, go, go and type A. And I, I guess that doesn't matter what generation you're a part of, like type A is type A. <laughs> <laughs> the belief is no, you just need to work harder. And that's something I do see a lot is this idea of like, well, if I just did it better, like I could figure this out and then it would be more efficient. And so I just need to keep going until I can get to this magical mythical point. Right. A lot of people experience burnout and you know, like you can, I personally have gone through it a few times where it's like you go through it and, and then, you know, you might do some things to kind of take care of yourself and get better. And then you kind of go back into it unless you really set up some sustainable systems. So some of the symptoms, I guess, Sometimes, uh, you know, we'll talk about like, you get to the point in your business where you just like have no love for it anymore. You're just like, I'm over it. I'm done. You, maybe you're like a super kind, caring person and you just feel like discompassionate or jaded, um, with your, either your clients or maybe the, your employees, or, you know, you're just in that place where you're like kind of cynical. Right. Um, so that, that could be like one sign, just feeling like I don't have anything left to give. Uh, that's something I noticed a lot in this last year. And that, you know, one of these things in and of themselves doesn't necessarily mean you're burnt out, but it just means like, yeah, you're kind of at capacity and like pay attention to that. Uh, I know for me, it was interesting. And I've seen this in a lot of my type A workaholic type people is they didn't notice those feelings so much in their business as they did in their personal life. So, because they felt so, they felt like, confident and they felt effective in their business and they felt good. And that's where their comfort zone was. And so like in their personal life though, like that's where all of it would show up. So being really like, you know, irritable, short tempered, um, not enjoying things anymore, just kind of wanting to, you know, cocoon or not like, Oh, I don't want to go do anything. Even if it was fun, you're kind of like, Oh, I have to go do that, you know? And you know, sometimes you have that because you've overcommitted, but I think when you start to see that a lot and you realize like, I'm kind of isolating and, and this has nothing to do with being introverted or extroverted. I see it with both because, you know, even introverts like their time with their people, it's just, they need, you know, they need that time to recharge by themselves. But when you see that you're like, I don't even want to be with the people. Like, I just want to be alone all the time and you're needing more and more. I think that's another sign. Like you're just so exhausted right? Mm -hmm. It's a different kind of exhaustion. Like it kind of reminded me of like when you, right after you have a baby (laughs) that first year, it, uh, that that's a whole different kind of exhaustion altogether. To me, that's the hardest, heaviest exhaustion. Um, because you know, physically you're so depleted and everything's changing as well. But I think burnout, when I've gone through that, I felt similar to me. Um, so, so, so those are some of the signs. I mean, you know, there's, you know, feeling really isolated, even if you have people around you feeling not motivated, those kinds of things. That's what I would say in general. Yeah. It's interesting that you brought up too. It's, it doesn't always have to show up in the business side of things, which is, I think how I looked at it, uh, you know, like, oh, it's, it's going to be me feeling like I don't want to do this anymore or that it's not enjoyable, but it's interesting to think it can, you can really, because it's a comfort zone and because it's something that you're like, I know I can do and show up and do it you do that, but then another part of your, your life, which is a huge part of your life is also suffering too, which is interesting because I've had these conversations with some of of my students in my courses. And they're like, they're like, I, you know, I did all the things like I I'm home with my kids now. Like that's a big thing in in my community wanting to be at home with their young kids. They're like, but now I feel like 
I'm working all the time and everything's going great in the business, but like now I don't see my kid. And like, that was the whole point. And it's like, okay, like we're probably going down a path where we, where we don't want to go, you know, like, and like, I just, I didn't think of it from that sense of like burnout in your, like it showing up in your personal life too. Absolutely. And, and I even think about, yeah, that's usually the telltale sign, or even if they talk about, um, which is similar, the compassion fatigue, you'll see that with people who were, are like in helping professions that work with people or people who are caregivers, you know, whether that's for children, but often we're talking about like caregiving for an adult family member or somebody that, you know, there's this extra demand on your energy and time. So you'll see compassion fatigue. And I remember thinking like, I love working with my clients. Like I was, you know, seeing 20 something clients a week and like all in two days, like I was packing them in, you know, and, um, well, no, in three days, two and a half days, sorry. But it was like, I felt like, well, no, I'm, I love this part. I look forward to seeing my clients so that I can't, it's not burnout then. But when it came to like the administrative side of my business, like I would even not be billing. So here I am doing all the work, paying for a sitter for like two days a week and not, not even like billing. Like, cause I just, like, I was done. Like mm -hmm. I couldn't do it anymore. And yeah, I, for the longest time, it took me a while. Like, but, but I love this. I'm still enjoying myself. And I was like, yeah, I am. And I didn't have any of the system set up to support me in that. Right. It's interesting. It's like, almost like a, like a, you're like an internal thing. It's like, but wait, should, you know, like, should I be feeling this way? This is everything I like. And that's, and like, that's what I think I see too. It's like, because we'll work so hard, like to achieve the things that we want to achieve. And then it's like, but wait, isn't this what I wanted? And then when you feel those, you know, unsettling feelings, it's like, so it's, it's an internal struggle within yourself too, to like recognize it, to understand it. So I'm glad that you're bringing up like that. It's, it doesn't just show up in just one way. There's multiple ways that it can show up. Um, and so now that we know, okay, like it, it, this might be showing up or you might be feeling this way. What are ways that we can deal with that? Or is there, can we come back from that? Is there a way to kind of, you know, rewind and, and press reset on that? Well, I was going to make a joke, but I was like, no, but the good news is yes, you can, you can come <laughs> back from it. I was going to be like, no, it's all doom. <laughs> I do like to use a little bit of humor. That's my coping mechanism. <laughs> but um, Yeah, there, absolutely. There are things. And, but I think depending on how far you are into burnout, like how deep it is, it can be really hard to do, right? Because we have to do things that we maybe feel like, but I can't, like I, I have to, I have to post on social media every day. I have to do X, Y, Z, or I have to see these clients. You know, we, we get into that place of like the shoulds. And so it can be really hard. So I guess I just want to honor one that it's hard to kind of switch it up and trust um, especially if your income is needed to pay, like for your family to pay your bills and to, you know, to take care of things. Like I was the primary breadwinner. And so like I had to make money. Right. And so it took, it took like having that faith of like, okay, I need to step back and it can be, it can be a temporary thing. That's what I always try to say to people is kind of tell yourself it's temporary because then our brain kind of like relaxes a little bit. Otherwise we're like, Whoa, wait a minute. You know, like I'm not ready to commit to this long-term, but even saying, okay, I need to take a step back. And I think you have to give yourself a little bit of space and rest and then take that step back and assess like, 
okay, what's going on? What's working? What's not working? Because sometimes, you know, people are so busy working in their business instead of on their business that they haven't even analyzed like anything. So they don't know like, oh, you're spinning your wheels for these people, you know, either not your ideal client or not your ideal time of day to be working. And real, realistically, you're actually not making money anyway. Like when you figure out like the cost, like when you figure out all the things that maybe you had to do to make that work. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's just assessing things, taking that step back and then, you know, having some boundaries around how you work. And again, that's easier said than done. And I think it's an ever, it's an always um, evolving process and figuring out like, if you don't actually change anything, like you could, a vacation's not going to cut it, right? Like you could take a month off from your business, which sounds like such a fantasy, right? But you could take a, you could take a few weeks off or a month off from your business and jump right back in. If you didn't change anything, anything in the structure, you didn't change your schedule. You didn't change, you know, who or how many clients you work with, or you didn't hire any help, or you didn't create any systems or workflows or automations. Like you're just going to be right back there. And you know, that happens. Right. So it's, it's really about needing to take a hard look at things and then making some tough choices about, okay, what can I shift? And I do believe in shifting and baby steps. Um, but sometimes when I see people at that brink of like, I'm about to have like a complete breakdown, then maybe you got to make some drastic steps. And I, I think starting even to like, with like looking at your business as a whole and like looking at all the things that you're doing. And I am very much a person of like, I just had this conversation too, like looking, looking at your numbers, even though it's not a fun thing to do, or like looking at the data, like really looking at things in black and white and seeing like where, where things are at, maybe what things can you cut? Um, and I, a, a big thing that I, that helped me in my business. And I think helped my business to grow is that I realized I can't do everything and also have the life that I wanted to have, you know, like, and it was really kind of setting, like I could work all these hours and I could achieve the income, but at what cost and what else is sacrificing to? So then, okay, if I want to be able to have even just a little bit of that, what can I start to implement? What can I cut? What can I systematize? What can I put in place so that my business still can do this, but I don't always have to be the one that's doing that. I know that's something that you're, you're passionate about too, is, you know, figuring out what is something that we can put in place so that this piece of your business can still run, but it doesn't have to have you be the one that's doing it. Cause that's where I feel, feel like, like you were talking about like the admin, the billing, like that's where I feel like we start to feel like these things need to get done, but they're not the fun things that need to get done. And so we just put them off and then it piles and piles and piles. And then we're like, Oh my gosh, I've reached my breaking point. Yes, exactly. And I, to your point, I think that's such a great point of if all I cared about was an income goal, like I could, I am a hard worker. I could bust my ass and I could make that income, but that's not why I'm an entrepreneur. Like I want a certain lifestyle. So like you said, I, wanted to be around my kids more. I wanted to, you know, have flexibility to be able to do things and have adventures and, you know, not just always be beholden. And I don't want to work 
you know, 60, 70 hours a week. Like I don't, I don't even right now want to work 30 hours a week in all honesty. So, and you know, and if I was willing to commit to more there, I could be doing more things, but right now I'm like, meh, I don't nah. And I always say, I'm going to put a pin in that. It's not like I'm never going to do it. I'm like, maybe I will, but right now I just don't, that's not my goal. Like that's not the biggest picture. It's not just about income. It's about lifestyle. And so you know, that's an ever evolving thing as well. Right. I, you just said something that I would love to chat about. Cause I know it's something that people struggle with, like, especially with like all the new platforms popping up and doing this. And it's like wanting to do those things, knowing that that's probably, or maybe not even recognizing that but probably like putting our eggs in too many baskets is going to put us at capacity, but like, how can we, if you have anything to share, like I'm navigating that, like, how do we navigate the feeling of like, seeing that there's so much out there and wanting to do that, but knowing that like, if I do that, that's probably going to put me at a place that I don't want to be, or that I can't be, or put me at capacity. Yes. And so this kind of, you know, kind of falls into that shiny object syndrome stuff a little bit, but it's also like FOMO, which I have to say, like, I'm a big, I was a huge like FOMO. I don't want to miss out. I want to be a part of it. I just want to be with people and do this stuff. And it was all exciting, but I have come to realize over the years, one, I think some people, you're just going to have to experiment and then learn and then realize like, oh, so that actually didn't work for me. <laughs> that actually just made me feel terrible and burn me out. So I, you have to give yourself permission to experiment and try to have fun because I'm not here to tell people no, right? Like, I mean, sometimes I will tell people I'm working with no, I will say no. And then I'm like, but ultimately it's your decision. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you, when you're on the outside, it's so clear, right? You're like, no, that is such a shiny object. Stop that. But you do, you know, we, I think we seek those things out when we have like certain needs not being met. So this is something I've been talking in a lot about lately. It's like, you know, I feel I went through a great period of time of being like fun deficient. So I would seek out things that sounded fun, you know, which almost everything does. So I think though, if you really take that step back and you look at it and you say, okay, well, why is it that I want to do this? Like legitimately, what will this do for me? And unless you have your foundation of your business together, like it's kind of like, uh, you know, decorating a house without any foundation, like you need the foundation first and then start to say, oh, okay. Like I want to do this. You know, I want to do TikTok videos and you, you know, I would say try one thing at a time, but be realistic. And sometimes uh, what I see, especially with my, my ADHD peeps and often people don't even realize they have ADHD, but like they aren't, they're not remembering all the things they're already committed to. So this is why I try to get people to write it all down. Like, what are all the things you're actually doing? Cause then when you can see it visually in black and white, I think it's like, Oh, like I even have that experience when I go to put stuff in my calendar or my, you know, bigger plan. I'm like, Holy balls. That's a lot actually. So <laughs> never mind. And, you know, and then you figure out like, do you have to go all in? Can you dip a toe in and just see, and of course it's like, oh, well you have to do Instagram because that's where you can make millions. And, you know, and then all the people on clubhouse. And I think like, as I've gone on in business, I've learned so much about myself personally. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like I clubhouse, I know would be like Twitter. Twitter's super overwhelming to me. I get the value of it, like of connecting with people and like the media and such. I am, it's like overwhelming to me because of my ADHD, I think. And so I'm like, no, nope, just not going to do it. 
and clubhouse. I was like, I, I actually did sign up because I was on a podcast where they had like an after party and we had it. So I did it once and I was like, yep, I'm not going to spend time. Finally looked at TikTok, spent hours on it, love it. And so that one, because I love it and it kind of spoke to me, I actually did take time to write out like a bunch of TikTok videos I could do. And so I have it there. So sometimes I feel like, like take the thing and take it a little bit further and see like, what would your plan be? What would you do? Because then I always know when I'm ready, I can always come back and I've already got a plan. I've already got a list of videos. Like it's there for me. And so I don't feel like I'm fully missing out. Um, and you know, if there's something where you're like, oh, I am going to miss it. This is the chance to you know, build my million dollar business and do it all. And I have to do it then, then ride that wave, you know, but acknowledge that something is going to, something else is going to get dropped. Mm -hmm. Like that's realistically, unless you have a huge team. And I think that's the beauty is as you go on and you hire people, you can outsource more of that. Cause even recently, as I've been doing a lot of planning for like, you know, my whole year is planned out. I realized like I had these four columns and the whole fourth column was all outsourced stuff. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, it's so great. But when you're starting, that's, that's scary to think about, you know, paying out money, especially if you don't feel like you're making the money you want to, or need to, but hands down, that's my number one thing. If I had just hired an assistant earlier and all I, at the time was seeing was the cost and not seeing actually now that I've, I've had one for years, I make more money because of her, mm -hmm. because she takes care of all that stuff that I suck at, or I drop the ball on, or I'm like, boring. <laughs> I love everything that you just said, because it spoke so much to me. Cause I went through that at the beginning of the year clubhouse was the thing. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> like I'm going to get it early. Like I got someone like I signed up and then, you know, you had to have like the invite. And then I got like a message from someone that they're like, you've been pushed to the front of the line. I'm like, yes, I'm in. And like, I did it. And I went all in for like two weeks. And then I was like, I haven't done anything else other than sit on this app with my AirPods in. I'm not like, I've gotten an AirPod in when I'm around my kids. And I was like, this is not this. If this is like, you know, making it, or if this is what people are saying you have to do, like, I don't want to be a part of that. Cause it's not like yeah. we talked about too, like building that lifestyle. And then I was like, okay. Cause I, I knew I needed to change up my marketing. I knew I needed to like do something different than what I had been doing. So I was like, okay, I've been on TikTok for a year, just as a consumer, just, cons you know, going through, I'm like, let's try this on for size. Like let's experiment. Cause I'm so much like you too. Like I, I, that's what I struggle with my students. Cause I'm like, I, I know that I don't like being told no, I don't like someone telling me don't do that because what I'm, what's going to happen is I'm going to do it anyways. Cause you told me not to, exactly. so <laughs> I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> right. So that's why I like, I'm like, um, uh, you know, it's going to stretch you, but like, it's your decision. Like do it. But that's the thing too. Like, I, that's how, that's who I am. Like, I've got to try it for myself to see like, is this, but I think I'm at a point now where I'm like, I can navigate that a little bit, but yeah. TikTok worked for me. Cause I'm like, I can batch things out. I can, you know, do spend time. I can create that list. And I, it's so fun for me. Like it really, it's like that fun thing, like clubhouse, like it was interesting. I think because it was new, Yeah. but like, was it really fun for me to like sit and like, you know, like wait for like my five seconds to be able to like say something in like a span of two hours. Like, no, that really was not fun for me. Exactly. <laughs> I was enjoying that. But even giving it two weeks, like, you know, 
which is like, okay, you, you were able to curve it in and realize like, okay, this isn't the right thing. And, you know, every once in a while, when I hear somebody be like, oh yes, I get all my leads from clubhouse and I make millions or, you know, whatever, what they're not saying that, but thousands and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh no, (laughs) you know, you have those moments where you're like, nah, that's still not going to work. And I think you probably have to spend a lot of time. I think the problem I see is when people will, if they do that, so it's the all or nothing, they go in on something for a couple of weeks, but then they go right to something else, to something else, to something else. And I think the key is streamlining and having that foundation. And then you get to experiment and have fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's the thing. Like, I agree with you, like TikTok. I love music. I love videos. I love dancing. I love all of it. But I, right now I'm like, eh, I just, I, I'm, there's too much going on. So I, but I feel better having that list. Like, I feel like I'm still giving it, but I was absolutely in that place. Like I had really well-known entrepreneurs who I respect, give me the feedback of like, no, just stick with this one thing. And I was like, no, (laughs) I'm going to prove you wrong. Mm -hmm. Let me start another business. And I think we do that because, you know, it's not as fun to stick with the boring stuff, like as after like the, especially if you're like a quick start on the Colby test, like you like to create things, but you're like the middle part's boring and it sucks. Mm-hmm. The part where you start raking in the cash, then it's great. And you get momentum back, but that middle part can stink, you know? So yeah, I think you still have to experiment. Cause if you don't allow yourself any of that, you probably, you know, you're probably just going to feel terrible and not feel super motivated anyway, but right but trying to too, curve it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think to figure like you said, kind of figuring out what is going, like what's going to work for you. Because I think like we can, we can hear all these like gurus saying, Oh, you know, you need to be on this. No, you need to be on that. And it's like, we could be doing that because that's what that person said, but does it, does it feel right for us? Does it feel like in alignment? Do we actually enjoy doing it? Or are we just doing it because we feel like this is checking the box and I did the thing that I needed to do because someone told me to do it. Exactly. I mean, for years I'd been thinking about, well, video is everything. I mean, this has been said for 10 years plus, right? Video is where it's at. And I thought about starting like a YouTube channel. And then I realized like, wait, I listen to podcasts and like, I love talking. (laughs) If I have to sit and think about what I'm going to look like on video, I will get so neurotic and perfectionistic. And I kept not doing it. So then once I decided to start a podcast, literally it was done in like less than a month. Mm -hmm. So it's just one of those things like, yeah, you just got to honor, like, how do you work? Don't force yourself to be in a certain, like do a certain thing in a certain way, honor, like who you are. So I think the more, you know, yourself, how you work, when are your optimum times of day? Like what are things that naturally come easy to you and just like run with that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, constantly having to reassess things like, oh, this is a great opportunity. Okay, sure. And does it actually go in alignment with my goals that I have for myself or my business? You know, like you, like you said, like if your goal is to, um, be done with work every day at three o'clock, then there are some opportunities that if you took them are going to be in conflict with that. Mm -hmm. And maybe occasionally you do right. But you know, sometimes we don't think about those things and we feel like I have to, Mm -hmm. I have to, and we forget we have a lot more control. So I try, I've really tried to switch up my language too. I've even saying I get to, I get to do this. And so like, it feels more empowering. It feels more positive. And it stops me from being in that place of feeling like I don't have choices or options. Right. 
I love that. As we start to kind of wrap this up, I know, like you said, your, your podcast, the easily distracted entrepreneur, if there's someone here that's listening, that feels that way, that they are easily distracted. Um, I know I'm sure there's tons of advice that you could give them, but if you could kind of give them like one little bit, one little nugget of how they can kind of deal with that feeling like they're easily distracted, wanting to do this and then this, and then shift over here. Um, what might you say to them? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like you said, so many things, right. Um, first off, I'll just, just to point out that, that, um, the estimate is that 40% of entrepreneurs have ADHD. Now, a lot of people don't even know, or they'll, they'll say like, I I always thought I had it or I'm ADHD ish. Right. Um, not everybody was like diagnosed. I didn't even find out until five years ago. Like it was like, Oh, wow. So everything I thought was like a negative personality trait just turns out to be ADHD. So it was like, Oh, this is helpful. But even if you don't have ADHD as entrepreneurs, we're wearing so many hats and so many things are being thrown at us that it's, we're going to get distracted. Like that's why we're easily distracted in modern technology and society, the way we operate with things, it's just there. So it's about like you had, you had said in one of your episodes, like putting on the blinders and just like sticking with it. Right. Um, I think a little bit, I'm a big believer and this is usually the antithesis of fun in you have to have some kind of structure. I don't like the idea of, I don't want it to be like a rigid schedule, but I think you have to have a really good structure built in for you because if you're going to just wait to like do things when it sounds fun, it's kind of like meal planning, right? Like if you don't plan out the week, you're just going to end up eating pizza and burgers every night. But if you plan out the week, at least you can, you have pizza maybe and burgers, but you still, you slip in some salads and stuff in there too. So I just think like having some kind of structure or plan is like ultimately important. And I'm a firm believer in having it things written down, whether that's, you know, in technology, in Google, like having task management system or using a calendar, because when you see it in black and white, it's so like, oh, wow, wait, because we, there is this brain bias that we all have, you know, where we have this optimism, like time bias, where we think like, oh, things won't take that long or nothing is going to happen and it'll be so easy and I'll just do this then and I've got plenty of time and we don't realize like, well, no, no, actually (laughs) it slips by pretty fast. So I think that's probably one of my big ones is if you have a plan, you're more apt to stick to it. It doesn't mean you can't like go off and adjust and have a day where I'm like, I have those days. I'm like, oh, it's sunny. I'm now going to just go hang out and have lunch and do other things. Like, you know, I'm, I'm done, I'm done for the Mm -hmm. day. (laughs) And so I build in my schedule days where I don't have any appointments so that I can do that. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like thinking about things like that. So I think a lot of it goes back to structure of helping yourself stay focused. And maybe the last piece would be Uh, The other thing is I also build in things that are like fun to me or that, you know, most people are like, oh, you have to start working at nine or seven or 5am or whatever. And I'm like, no, I don't really like to schedule appointments before 1pm. And, you know, I'm more of a late person, so I can work later, but you know, like I figure out like what works for me and what's fun. So I have on my calendar every day, I call it social scroll because I do want to connect with my friends online and I do want to, you know, go watch some TikTok videos or whatever. So I give myself that. And then, you know, there's a limit and then I move on. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can't, 
can't, it's like a lot of diet analogies here. Cause it's like starving yourself. It's like saying you can have no chocolate ever. And then all you're going to do is think about chocolate. Want it. Yeah. No, I love, <laughs> I'm, I'm all for analogies. Um, and, and that, and that's how I, that's how I structure it too. Like, cause I will have people ask me like, well, well what does your day look like? And I'm like, well, you know, it, it varies. Like I have the structure. I know what it's going to look like, but I also don't, it's not like hard and fast for me where if there was something that came up or if it was a beautiful day and I just wanted, like, I allow myself to have the flexibility to do it because that's what works for my family. And that's exactly what I wanted. Like there are some days where I'm like, I'm really feeling it. So I'm going to hit it hard today. But then there's other days where I'm like, I, you know, I'm not. And I love that. I have that ability to do it. But like you said, having that structure allows you to even just like see, okay, like I could do this. Like if you, you know, if there's no structure there, you know, you could like say like, oh, I'm just going to peace out for the rest of the day, but realize like, oh, I had, you know, three appointments this afternoon. Like, it's not really, it's not that easy to do unless you actually see it. So I love that. Thank you for sharing yeah. it. Yes, well, we, thank could, you. we could talk about so many I know, things, but so I know many we have things. To go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love this conversation. It's been funny. It's been light, but also some really great nuggets in there. So I know my listeners are going to love it. So would you please share where they can come connect with you, laugh with you more? Um, I'm just, I've loved this conversation, your personality. I think it, it fits really well with mine too. So yeah, I know I was like two peas in a pod. I think we here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, by the time this airs, uh, the easily distracted entrepreneur podcast will be out. Uh, it was previously called my biz bestie. Um, but you can hear me there and, um, you can go to amberholly.com and I'm sure that link will be in the show notes. And so you could just head on over there to find out more information. Uh, and, you know, hopefully, hopefully I'll be recording some TikTok videos because yes, I am ridiculous and a goofball at times. Uh, also I have a little bit of a potty mouth, so you'll just be forewarned that <laughs> you don't want to watch this or listen to that one with the kids in the house. Right. Put the AirPods in. <laughs> <laughs> I can keep it clean, but I usually don't. So. Yeah. It's fun with this, like a little bit, like put a little bit in there. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you again, Amber, for coming on. I've enjoyed our conversation and I know my listeners are going to love it too. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.